Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 31, John Stewart. Sometimes you just get better with age. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Boom, we're back, guys. Another Wolfpack podcast. I'm excited. I really am, guys. We've, I feel like we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> it's good to be together. Oh, Missed for you guys. Sure. Boom. And girls. Yeah, Megan. Yeah, oh my God. John Stewart. John Stewart is like part of the Wolfpack, basically. You guys remember in Denver when we all finished the finals course? It was all of us, you, me, and Isaac. It's basically Wolfpack and John. And John. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was amazing. And John was the first one to do it. Yeah, and John, for you guys who don't know, he's 54? Yeah, yeah, I think he's 54 now. That's crazy. I mean, he's my inspiration. I'm always like talking, like giving myself excuse. I'm like, well, I'm the old guy here. I'm 38. And then, you know, someone always has to remind me, well, what, how old's John? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And do you guys realize he started climbing when he was 32 years old? Well, that's pretty late. It is late. Yeah. For, and and, and he's, he's reached the level that he's reached? Yeah, totally. He's, uh, he's pretty amazing and... But he's been climbing for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and he's got that salmon ladder. He's got one of the tall salmon ladders in the country. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. It was cool to watch his social media uh, videos about him b- raising that thing up. If you haven't seen it, it looks pretty sketchy, <laughs> but awesome. Yeah, you got you to wear a harness, I think, to do it. Well, he, he talks about it quite a bit. Wait till you guys hear what he has to say. It's pretty cool. Awesome. So before we go to the interview, just a couple points of housekeeping, and this is really important. We want to make all the kids out there, we want to make all their dreams come true. And what that means to us is when we were kids, we had trees to climb, we had all our little ninja things to do, but we didn't have like a ninja course to do. And how cool would it be if you were a kid to play around on a course like the Ninja Warrior course? It would be amazing. All the kids want to do it. They want to compete. They want to play. Well, now the Wolfpack Ninjas, we want to bring a Wolfpack Ninja tour all around the country. We've got great trusts set up. We've got all kinds of obstacles that we've devised that are just incredible for your kids to enjoy on. So please, please help us out with our Kickstarter to make this a reality for our kids so we can show up, talk about fitness and education, and have the kids and help them run through these amazing courses. So we have a Kickstarter that's going to launch August 15th. You can just search for the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. And then we also have a thunderclap now, which is an easy, quick way to let everybody know about it on August 15th. And all you do is go to thunderclap.it and you search for Wolfpack Ninja Tour and then you sign up and it takes 20 seconds, literally just 20 seconds. And what that will do 
is it, it's safe, it's easy, and it will put out a tweet on the 15th to let all of your social network know that we have this incredible Kickstarter starting. Support it and help us make our kids' dreams a reality. Together we can do this. We're going to make an impact on childhood obesity and health, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Thank you so much for helping us out. Also, later in the show, we really want you to take a good listen to our friends over at Ninja Warrior from Scratch. They have devised an incredible training video set that is all about Ninja Warrior obstacles. It's really great. They have an email list that you can access from our website, and they're all about training for Ninja Warriors. So if you ever wondered how to do the Salmon Ladder, if you ever wondered how to get up a warp wall, and you want a little bit of an instruction... Get on these instructional videos, get them, and they're really cool. We have them. They're awesome. So check them out and listen to their ad at the end of this podcast. Let's go to the interview, guys. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, but first a word from our sponsors. We thank our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah. I love Geico. So today we have the one, the only, the legendary John Stewart, 54 years old. This guy is unbelievable. Wait till you see what he's doing this year. Uh, when he was 52, he was the oldest competitor to finish a finals course on American Ninja Warrior, and he is now the oldest competitor ever to finish to get up a warp wall, and and there's now a, a bigger warp wall even. He started climbing when he was 32 years young, and that was 20 years, over 22 years ago, I guess, and he's got a beautiful wife. He's got five kids ranging from seven years old to 33-year-old. How, how about that? That's amazing. John Stewart, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Noah. It's great to be here. It's great to chat with you. How are you doing? Oh, man. Yeah, I just finished a shift in the ER, and uh, it's just great to be able to talk with you, man. I've We've had some good times together uh, running the course. We have. We've had a lot of great times. Times <laughs> we'll never forget, you know? Yeah, and it is like that. You know, it's it's kind of like a big adventure, isn't it? It is. It's just, it's like life. One obstacle after another. It's a big adventure. It's unknown. It's exciting. It keeps you young. Yeah, it does. Tell us a little bit. Now, right away, obviously, everybody wants to know, how do you look so good at 54? I mean, you're you're a beautiful-looking, young-looking man. <laughs> well, thank you, Noah. Um, honestly, I, I don't really know. I'm just, I do have good genes, I guess, evidently. And I just... Um, I never believed in getting old. Yeah. You know, ever when I was 20, you know, people would say, oh, wait till you're 30. And then when I was 30, they said, oh, wait till you're 40. And then when I was 40, they said the same thing, wait till you get 50. And now that I'm 50 and still doing it, they, they don't say it anymore. <laughs> now they're like, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, what are you taking? What are you doing? You know, I'm like, i just out there enjoying life and doing what I love. You know, that's what it's about. That is what it's about, and uh, you'll be happy to hear I share the exact same belief. At 41 years old, I feel, you know, young, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully being in your kind of shape in uh, in the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, heck, I'm going to be watching you get up the top and hit those buzzers when you're 55. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, you know, your training and what it's like. H- has your training changed over the years? Yeah, my training's changed a tremendous amount. Um, I used to just, the first year, I've been on four years now. This is my fourth year competing on American Ninja Warrior. The first year, I pretty much just went off of my natural abilities. And since then, I've realized a lot of things. The courses have gotten harder. The competition's got a lot better. 
it's like it's up there now it's past legit you know it's yeah it's almost world class of it it's crazy and so i've changed my training a lot this last year especially um i've been training uh ninja warrior stuff two or three times a week just dedicating to obstacle training which is almost too much at my age and then i'll throw in a little strength training and then in between those days i usually i like to go run in the desert you know yeah now you live in the desert don't you I do. I live in uh, southern Utah. It's just the most beautiful place. There's so many things to do here. The climbing's great. It's got outdoor hiking, best scenery in the world, I think, some of the areas. And then, yeah, I can just go out my back door, drive a couple miles. I'm in the desert, and I can just take off and just head out there, you know, and just kind of zeroes me back in and just gives me a little freedom, you know. It's just a great feeling to be out there by yourself. It's amazing to get out there and yeah, we have to connect with nature. You know, there's something primal about it. It's, there's something refueling, revigor, reinvigorating about it. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, exactly. Just, it's just like rock climbing. As soon as you touch that rock, it's like your body just like, mm. you forget about other things, little stresses that really shouldn't be there. They just go away. They just melt away. It's just amazing. And there's something about being outside. That's why we got to get the message out to kids to get outside, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and wherever you're at, you can find somewhere beautiful, not too far from a city. Yep, everywhere I go, even even in the city, there's always, there's trails, there's parks. You can get out there. There's always somewhere that's interesting, fun to explore, to train on, to run, just to have fun, you know? So as you've gotten a little bit older, have you had to worry more about injury? I mean, you've, you said you had to slow down a little bit. What is it, you know, about your training that you've had to change in terms of your age? Um, I've got, you know, I get a little tendonitis issues with my fingers, my elbows now as I'm getting older and training, trying to train hard to stay up with these young, young guns. You know, it's really difficult. So, yeah, it, it is. So I've you have to be smart about it. You can't. It's so easy to overtrain, especially as you get older. You know, you want to do all this stuff. You feel like you can do it. Your body can do a lot of it. But if you just keep repeatedly doing it, you're going to break down eventually. So you have to take a lot of breaks. And it's, you have to take longer breaks than when you're young. I think that's that's the key. Don't be afraid to take four or five days off from Ninja Warrior in a row, you know. You know, just do do other light exercises. I think that's one of the things I've learned for sure. And so is that the advice? What What additional advice would you give to the older listeners out there you know, who who are looking to get a little bit more fit, looking to start training, maybe even Ninja Warrior training? Well, I'm I'm proof that it's, it's never too late. You know, at 54, you can get out there and you can compete with almost anyone if you have the right mindset and you do the right training and you eat right. So my advice would be, first off, find something that you like to do or that you've always had a desire to do and start doing it. Start off slow and just work up. Um, don't overtrain, but yet train Everything you can think of. If you want to do Ninja War, yeah, it's good to do obstacles, but you also have to do, you got to do a little weight training. You got to get your core strong, do sit ups, um, run, do squats, you know, presses. All those things will help build a strong core that you can build from. Otherwise, if you just do Ninja Warrior obstacle training, you'll, you'll wear your body down. So my advice would be to be well rounded. Now, you're one of the, the first ninjas. To, to really come up with the unbelievably huge salmon ladder. And you built one in your backyard back before it was cool. I mean, you're kind of like the trendsetter. 
And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was really cool. You know, it was two years ago. I just, I got the idea or two and a half. I'm like, I'm just going to build the biggest salmon ladder in the world. Because I, whenever, I <laughs> whenever I see an obstacle, I want to duplicate it, only I want to make it harder. Right. challenging, you know. I right. think a lot of us are like that. And so I saw the salmon ladders, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to build the biggest one there is, and I'm going to, I'm going to bust up that sucker, you know. I'm going to get to the top of that. That was my goal. And so the first time I tried it, I actually didn't make it. But after some training, I was able to get to the top. So I did it. And it's just... I think in life's life's like that. You want you want challenges, and Ninja Warrior gives you challenges. So, and it's really fun to create these obstacles yourself, or come up with an idea to modify something and make it different. It just makes it interesting and fun, and it's just it keeps me young, just wanting to build and do stuff. You know. What kind of advice would you give to the people out there who maybe feel like they just let it go a little bit too long? Maybe they're a little bit overweight, or, or maybe they just think, ah, I just. I missed my opportunity to get into get into shape and get into something like Ninja Warrior. I don't think it's too late for anyone. You just have to have a little desire in your heart and start start working out. You don't have to go like go crazy, but yeah. Even if you don't you may not believe in yourself, but if you t- go out and you try a few things before you know it, you'll you'll be realizing you're a little bit stronger than you were, or you've lost a little weight, and you just got to build from there. And sometimes you have setbacks, as we all do, and you just got to keep plugging forward, no matter what. Don't don't give up. My advice is start and just don't give up. Just keep going. If somebody pushes you back or you get knocked over, just bounce back up and go around them. That's you know you got to start. You just got to get up and go. Tell us about one of the setbacks that you've had. Oh, I've had many setbacks. <laughs> yeah. I have broken many fingers, uh, you know, um, you know, and they're hard to come back, especially when you're climbing. Um, I've had surgery on a couple of them. I've had to get a pin put in them and put together and just – so I've had a lot of uh, difficult getting back to climbing all the time with all my finger injuries. But now I've, I've overcome them. You know, they took time, and the, you have to have patience, and you have to follow – the doctor's recommendations because we all we all think we know more oh it feels pretty good a week later i think i can go hang on it well no you really you can't you know you got to listen to the doctor yeah so you know it's kind of like that just and then um i've had some bad mountain bike crashes you know the last one was a year and a half ago where i fractured my collarbone and had to get the plate put in it but before that right before i got married i was out riding and went off a drop on some slick rock my bike broke in half, and I hit my face on a rock or the handlebars or something. Oh, my God. Knocked out some teeth, gave me a concussion, cracked my skull, and I was – it was right before I was getting married. Had to get plastic surgery on my lips, and that was hard to come back from, you know, right? Oh, my God. I had to call God. up the wife and, like, uh, sweetie, I, I had a little accident. She's like, <laughs> what happened? Well, I might not look the best at the wedding, you know. And she's like, oh, John, what did you do? <laughs> but she was more concerned about me, which was, I'm like, yeah, this is the right person to marry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's more important to have someone you love be beautiful on the inside, right? It's not quite as important to look. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and injuries are temporary, and it sounds like you did bounce back from all those things because you had a positive attitude. 
Yep, I think that helps a lot. You gotta you gotta have a positive attitude about life in general, or it'll get you down. There's too many things out there that come up in your way, and you just gotta go around them. So if you if you choose to be happy every day, your life will be much better off, and you'll you'll be able to recover from injuries, from setbacks, from you know personal tragedies. You know we've all had to deal with some of that stuff, and it's tough, but you you overcome it. You start one step at a time, just like in training. And time does heal a lot of things, but you have to have the right attitude to, to help your body and your mind, you know. Absolutely. And a lot of healing, I believe, as a physician comes from the mind. And it, it, it can't be overstated, you know, how important a, a good positive mental outlook it is. It is. And no, I think I think the mind is very powerful. And that's that's one of one of my secrets in quotes is I, you know, every day I say I'm young, I'm strong, and I feel good. You know, I say that in my mind, and I believe it, you know, and it comes to fruition. Do you think that your age gives you a kind of confidence about your life and the world? Oh, yeah. When you're, I mean, when you're 20, you have a lot of confidence, but you don't know a lot. And when you're, when you're 54, you know a little bit more, and that does give you some confidence because you've experienced, you know, a lot of life. Yeah. A lot you've seen a lot of good and bad in life. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about uh about your kids and what's it like to have five kids with such an, a tremendous range. I mean, you've got a 7-year-old and then and then you got four beautiful kids who are gosh, they're older than most of the ninjas, 29 to 33. Yes, they are. They oh, they're all just so wonderful. I, you know, I love them all to death. The older ones they all came out to Oklahoma City and supported me with their wives. And and I actually have seven grandkids, too. And oh, wow. Yeah. So I am a grandpa. I don't feel like it, but I, I am a grandpa. So it's great. No, um, all my kids are just, you know, they're just out there experiencing life, too, just like I was, you know. They're, some of them have struggles. Some of them don't. But, you know, we have a good family, and we stick together, and... I just love them to death. They support me so much. And they'll be, you know, if I go to Vegas, when I go to Vegas, they'll be there. Yep. And, you know, just having the little one, it's it's like getting to do it all over again. And try not you try not to make some of the mistakes you made Yep. when you're younger, you know. You, you learn a few things parenting as you go on, you know. And so I'm always learning. I'm not a perfect dad, but, I, you know, I try my hardest. What are some of the great parenting lessons that you've learned that you can share with a lot of our listeners who are parents of little ninjas? Wow. I think let them, let them be a kid and have some fun and then um, be there for them. You really got to listen to them. You know, this day and age, everybody's in such a hurry. There's so many demands from work, at home, yeah. the wife, and the kids are, you know, when you're young and you're a little kid, you're always wanting your parents' attention. Dad, mom, hey, mom, look at this, look at and a lot of times we we ignore that, and we need to we need to pay attention to our kids and really sit down and listen to them. Yeah, and don't be afraid to talk with them, and you know that way they'll open up a little more, and you can dig down and find out some of the things that may be really bothering them. You know, maybe there are some big issues there, and kids just want to be listened to and loved, and they want to have fun. So you have to let them do that, but you have to have a little structure. Just can't let them run wild. Not, Absolutely not suggesting that. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd just be too many Tarzans out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, uh, you know, my little my little ninja. I, I try and keep that 
that balance in mind. And I, I'm, you know, you want to give him some direction. Of course, I want him to rock climb, and I'm yes. sure he's going to be better than me in a couple of years. But at the same time, I don't want to push him, you know. So if he wants to do karate or something else, he can do it. He can do it. And uh, I think, you know, your kids must just be so proud of you, John. Well, it seems weird. I, I hate to say it, but they, you know, they tell me that. And it's it's just, it's hard to put it into words how I feel when I hear that, you know. They're like, Dad, we know you can do it. Dad, we always knew you could get it. We had no doubt you were going to hit that buzzer. You know, they're always saying stuff like that. <laughs> and it just makes me feel so good, you know. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of them. And they, you know. I just got to keep going. So having kids, having kids was a great decision. It was a good thing to do. For me, it was the one of the best decisions I've ever made, you know. I went and changed those experiences for forever. And now the rest of my life, you know, I get to spend spend with them, you know. Yeah, you're a lucky man. And uh, and indeed, your family is, is lucky to have you. Tell us a little bit about your nutrition. Do you focus at all on nutrition or do you think about it at all? Well, ever since these guys from the Wolf Pack started talking about <laughs> nutrition, yep. I started listening. And so, yeah, the la- especially the last two years, I've really changed my diet. I, w- I drank, uh, two years ago, I was drinking probably uh, three sodas a week, you know. Not yeah. a tremendous amount, but, but still too much. And so now, I've pretty much cut soda out, you know. I've cut, I've cut the sugar. Cause Good for you. Too much sugar is not... Your body can't handle it. It's not. It's not made for all that sugar. And Absolutely. I've definitely learned that. I feel so much better by cutting, just cutting sugar out. You know, ninety-five percent of the sugar I've cut out. You still, I still eat some sugar, but not. I don't eat donuts and that all the time, you know, or whatever pop. So, I think if you cut the sugar out, that's one thing I've done. And then I've also cut out uh, quite a bit of the red meat and just eat and try to eat a little bit more protein in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I like to eat every two hours. That seems to work really good. Two to three hours for me. I don't like to just eat one or two big meals a day. Yeah, and there's some research that shows that that's actually a really intelligent way to go about it, a really healthy way. Uh, you, your body does much better at digesting, and it, it's much less of a tax on your system. So that's pretty cool that you're doing that. And uh, yeah, Wolfpack, thanks you, John, for... Uh, no, I, I thank you guys, Noah. You guys are all great. And I mean, you guys were on the nutrition and the training before a lot of ninjas were, and you guys have some very good advice. People ought to listen to it. Tell us how you got into rock climbing. I mean, you didn't start until you were a, until you were a, you know, a man, a full-grown man at 32 years old, in, in, in your prime maybe. Well, maybe you're in your prime now, but... Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> about the same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, no, I always wanted to rock climb, Noah. I just never really had the opportunity growing up. You know, I didn't have any friends that were into it. I didn't live by any crags. Right. And, you know, I grew up on a farm working hard in Idaho, and then I got married young and had kids, and I was pretty much tied up for quite a while with that. And so... As soon as, right after I got divorced, actually, um, I needed something to help me get through it. And rock climbing really came through to me. I'm like, I'd see these um, pictures of guys up on rock, and I'm like, I want to be there, you know? Yeah. That that looks amazing. And so I just went and bought the gear, read a couple of books, and started going climbing. Just meet people out there and go with them, you know? And it was just, 
I was hooked right away. And it, it's really funny because I just love the rock so much. I refused to use chalk for the first two years. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was cheating and then now you don't get to feel the rock. But then once I started, I never went back, of course. Yeah. Were you wearing climbing shoes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, <laughs> did get some shoes. I tried barefoot, but man, that, that's a different, oh, different style together. That is, it is. And some people do that. It's yeah, it's, it's still fun to try it once in a while, though. So do you think that climbing outside for you is a lot more fulfilling and just wonderful than climbing inside in the gym, or are you just psyched to Uh-oh. do whatever? No, I got to climb outside. There is, there's really, to me, there's no comparison. Climbing inside is, it's almost like work. Well, climbing outside is just like being a kid and having fun and just being free. It's so beautiful. You know, I wish I could relate to the non-climbers out there who are considering starting how amazing all these different areas are and the different feel of sandstone or granite. Oh, yeah. Every limestone. rock is, every rock is so different. Every place is so different. No, it, Rock is like humans. No two are the same. Yeah. No two, no two routes are the same. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, and there's... Even though there's just maybe there's three holes to get this sequence, you don't necessarily have to do those holes. It's you just can find other routes, and that's the same way as Ninja War. You know, well, yeah, everybody's doing it like this. Well, let's try it like this. You know, so yeah. if there's infinite possibilities out there, that's one thing I like about it. It's kind of just like natural obstacles, really. It's a natural obstacle course outside. Yeah, it's totally because there's every there's so much variability. Nothing's planned out. You know, it's all just it's natural. And when you're out there, it's just like, wow, this is the way it ought to be. If we could somehow incorporate this feeling in Ninja Warrior, then we'd really have it made. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're going to love this story. I got to tell you, John. So when Cowboy came out to Denver, the year we did Denver a couple years ago, and we all, you know, and, and you, oh, and we'll get into how finals went, but that year we took Cowboy out and we took him into El Dorado Canyon. And we also took Jen Brown, the the hostess at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. And we we did a climb. I took John, or I, I'm sorry, I took Lance up a two pitch climb in El Dorado Canyon. Ooh, sweet. And yeah, it was wonderful. But I I totally ganked him. We got to the I I led the pitch, and I forgot that I had had a top rope set up for Jen, and I climbed right past the top rope. And then when he followed me, he was stuck. Tied in um, at the um, anchors, at, yeah, at the anchors, and so I was around a corner. He couldn't see me, and everybody was down a you know a hundred feet. And so, guess what the cowboy did? <laughs> He's a problem solver. He just uh, he just untied, untied, you know, standing on like a, a teeny little rock, leaned into the wall, untied. Uh-huh. You know, took it out of the anchors and then retied because he figured that's probably what you should do, you know. And, oh, right on. <laughs> but uh, it was probably horribly dangerous and, you know. But it, yeah, especially the first time like that. Yeah, it was it was a, a crazy story. And I'm not so sure I'm going to include that one in the podcast, but I was just telling you. <laughs> so has he been back yet? <laughs> Climbing? Yeah. Well, he hasn't been back. He wants to. He wants to come climbing and, yeah. you know, but he's so far deep into – uh, you know, he's, he's got kids and he's just in the middle of nowhere, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, That's Idaho. yeah, it's like eight hours for him to get to the airport even type of thing. Um, it's incredible how, how back in there, there are ranches. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind going there someday. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do a, a jumping spider into some bales of hay. Wouldn't that be cool? Heck yeah! Just ride a horse around and. That'd be kind of fun. I haven't done that in a long time. Did you see they just turned him into a Lego character? And I guess the oh, back to you, but yeah, I saw you guys. I saw Lance. That was, that was pretty cool. I was, who who did that anyway? I don't. know. It looks like Lego did it. I'm sure. In uh, yeah. but that's awesome. <laughs> I know it is cool. So a couple of years ago, when I met you, when I first met you, John, I was like, "This guy's awesome," and I knew you were going to do well. But the night of finals, when we were in, what was it, A&W 6? Was it 6? Yeah, yeah, yep, A&W 6. So, you know, I was like, this guy's awesome, he's a climber, and, you know, we broke down instantly. We were on the level. And yep, we, could, we did. We're all kind of tribe and, you know. But you were the first guy to go on the finals course, and nobody had, and it was a hard, pumpy course, and nobody had beaten it. And, you know, like... Watching you, we were like, "Oh, dude, he's gonna do it. This guy's gonna do it." How old is this guy? He looks like he's in his thirties. Oh, oh my God, he's fifty-two. And then you did it. You finished the course, and that was—you know—you're not only are you the old oldest guy to get the patch. You're—it doesn't matter age at that point. You know, there's there's only nah. there's less than one percent of ninjas have ever gotten their patch. You know? Yeah, it's you don't get a patch easily. You got it. You got you earn that, baby. Yeah, and so I, yeah, no that that was just that was one of the greatest nights I've ever had. I think that was so fun. That was that was an epic run, you know. And that's oh, it was that's that's one reason I do Ninja Warrior too is is you know I want to have I want to have like the greatest epic run ever. I'm still searching for that, you know. A lot of us I think are, but yeah. just something that you just you can't do, but somehow you do it, you know. Yeah, you pull it through. Yeah, it's just like wow, I did it, you know. That's why I'm looking for something that's just totally epic so i'm hoping it happens this year <laughs> I, I think there's a good chance man it sounds like you're stronger than ever yeah I'm, I'm feeling really good feeling strong um i don't know i don't think there's much can stop me other than just mentally you know it's it's tough out there sometimes just getting ready you know there's a lot of stress whether it's real or perceived most of it's perceived but it's you feel it right before you're out there and you run you know do you get nervous I do get a little nervous um, right when they call the group out to kind of warm up, you know, the last five or whatever, you know, okay, you guys go head over there, you know, you're like, okay, now, now's the time. Yeah. You, you start thinking back, but I don't get as nervous as I, I did the first couple of years, um, but I still get pretty dang nervous. I mean, my stomach's in knots right before I run. And then once they say go and you hit the first step, then it all goes away, you know, then you're just like... You're just flying, you know, you're just free, you know, you're feeling good, you're feeling happy, and you feel like there's nothing you can't do, and ah, it's just a great feeling. It is pretty amazing, and it's it's funny because you can get that feeling too, uh, you know, doing natural thing, natural sports outside like climbing, and um, it's fleeting though, right? It's, it's like a special moment. Of- yeah, it's a special moment, and then you always... Your your soul, I guess, or your body, you you crave it, so you want to get back at back to it. Whether it's you know climbing, I get it climbing, I get it mountain biking, I get it just just hiking up in the wilderness somewhere, you know, and camping. You know, there's just so many ways to get it, you know. And once you start getting it, you're like, oh, I want to get back out there, you know. It's kind of yeah. addictive, you know. It's that- total. It's it's a hundred percent. It is really. It's it's the best drug there is, Noah. 
Yeah, and it's like a beautiful, healthy drug that makes you better at life. <laughs> yep, and it makes you, uh, oh man, you just, you come back from a trip or climbing or biking, whatever, and you're just like, wow, that was awesome. And you, you just want to get back out there. And these, these little uh, trivial things in life come up, you know, whatever, your own transmission goes out of your car, you know, they just seem so small compared to those big moments, you know. Yeah. And help you deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you even imagine how beautiful and epic the runs were last year for Jeff Britton and Isaac Caldiero? Oh, both of those guys, man. They are such beasts. Yeah, Britton, I think Amazing. I think that was one of the most epic runs on stage three to pull that back in. <laughs> I just you know how hard that, that is. That's five fourteen I mean, climbing right there. Yeah, when you're tired and it, he pulled it back in, and and of course Isaac, man, he just the guy. Well, I mean, he's he may be the best ninja there's ever been, you know. Oh, I think he is. You know, I mean, he made it look so easy. He's so gifted and talented. People don't realize, and they don't know how strong he is, man. Yeah, I mean, he has spent his lifetime climbing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, and it's interesting though because even for Isaac, it took a few years. You know, he made just yeah. some mistakes or had the wrong shoes or you know, just slipped up on the salmon ladder and. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one's perfect, and he didn't have a perfect season either. You know, yeah. only Brett, only Jeff Britton did, the only one ever, and it'll be hard to duplicate that. Yeah, but, it may it may never be duplicated. Yeah, especially, you know, I mean, the obstacles are going to get more difficult. The ninjas are getting better, and the chances of succeeding every year might get just a little slimmer. What do you think the future is of American Ninja Warrior? I think they're just really getting into it now. I think I think the future for for like NBC American Ninja Warrior is is the show Ninja Warrior, and it's it's going to be about people, their lives, and try and overcoming these obstacles and the journey along the way. Right. And on the side, I think there's going to be more and more crazy obstacles popping up, and gyms, and it's it really is motivating uh, both young and old people to get out more. Um, all the time, man, I get approached and like, damn, man, you're so awesome out there, you know you're my hero, you can do this and that, and you're 50 years old, you motivated me, and my kids just love you, and yeah. they're building courses. I'm like, yeah, just pull up, a, throw up a pull-up bar, throw up four posts, put something, hang some stuff between it, and you and your kids can have a ball, you know? It, it doesn't take a lot of money, you know? No, and, and uh, I mean, check out how beautiful this piece of advice is. Just take some painter's tape, put it, take, make little squares on the carpet in the basement and boom, you got yourself some agility steps, some quad steps and you can put them anywhere and you can do little courses kind of yep. like complex hop, hop scotch courses. I mean, you're right. It doesn't take much money, just creativity. Yep. You just got to use your imagination. Like when you were a kid and just, and just do it. Cause everywhere I go, I see obstacles. Now I look at a building yeah. and, I, and, I, and I can see an obstacle. I can, I can make something out of, out of it somewhere guaranteed, you know? Absolutely, and I think that the parks nowadays are becoming inundated with ninjas. I mean, it's not just little kids at the parks anymore. There's a lot of adults running through parks all over the country because <laughs> it's a great place to train ninja. Hey, yeah, heck yeah. Right before Oklahoma City, I went I went to a couple parks and <laughs> set up some obstacles and moved stuff around, and I had a good old time. It was just, you know, it was fun to be out there. 
sure enough, people have come out, oh, are you on Ninja Warrior? And, you know, they start playing around too, you know, it's just fun. That is, that is so awesome. Well, yeah, I have a, a, a couple questions for you about how to balance work, play, you know, training and family. How, how do you do it? Oh, wow. It's, it's tough sometimes, Noah, but I think the main thing is to be aware of all those things, you know, family, life, work, and you have to put effort out in every one of them. You can't let one of them, one of them take over. If you're working, you know, if that's all you do is work and pretty soon, man, your family's suffering. So if you just do Ninja Warrior, pretty soon your work and your family's suffering. So I'm aware of, of my wife and my children and, and work, you know, I don't want to short them either. So I have to make a balance. I have to make choices. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to do that I, I don't get to do, but I make time to spend with my wife. You know, we have to have like a date night, you know, maybe twice a month so we can actually be together alone without our little love Miriam right in the middle of us. Cause yeah. that's where she likes to be. Come and watch this dad, mom, come here. You know, <laughs> she wants to be right in the middle of everything. You know how kids are. Oh yeah. And so we have a date night and then, you know, I, I make time to spend with Miriam and read with her and help her on her homework. And then we'll go play Ninja for a while. So, you know, I have a good balance. I really do. I'm very, very fortunate that way. And I just, I'm just aware of all those things so that I don't short anyone of them too much. As you're getting older, do you ever think about you're running out of time at all or ever think about that? Um, that's a very deep question for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to think about that, but once in a while it creeps into my mind. You know, it's like, man, I got to do this and this, you know, and before I, I, I may get old, I don't know. Right now I feel good, but you really don't know what the future goes. So I think whether you're getting old or not, you know, life is so short. You better you better be taking it by the horn, so to speak, right now because you don't know what your future is. I mean, there's there's so much tragedy out there. So you better be doing what you want to do right now. And that bucket list, you should be checking them off right now. So when you finally do get old, you're you're completed with it. Because once you get old, you can't do it anymore. So yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people put focus on other things than living their dreams. You know, I'll, I'll live my dreams out when I have enough money or when I'm stable or when I'm safe or when the family's grown up or this or yeah. that. But, uh, and it, it, a lot of people exactly know they do that their whole lives. Well, when I get here, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to travel the world after this. Well, if you're not traveling now, you're probably not going to travel the world later. And if you're not, if you're going to, whatever, I'm going to get Ninja Warrior uh, in a couple of years. Well, if you're not doing it now, you're probably not going to get into it unless you're working towards it right now, you know? So I think you got to, you got to have a vision of where, where you want to go and what you want to do in the meantime, because man, life is short at 55. I, I realize how short life is, you know, it's gone by so fast every year now just flies by. I mean, it just seems like just the other day we were talking in Denver two years ago or in the finals in Vegas. And now it's two years later. It's just, it goes by in in a split second. So, man, my advice is get out there, people, because life is short. It is short, man. It, and, you know, it makes me want to 
come out there and hang out with you a bit more and bro down, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my next question was when are you coming out to Utah? <laughs> I'm absolutely coming. Out. Maybe when I after I make partner in my group and I have and, uh, a little bit more time, I can guarantee you next spring, John, I'm coming out to climb with you and hang right out. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> what i'm talking about it's gonna be good i i promise that right now and here and uh it's gonna happen okay such an amazing and long interview with john stewart so much that we had to break it up into two parts next week's gonna be john stewart part two let's take a quick word from our sponsors and we'll talk a little bit and we'll get back at it next week with john stewart i enjoyed that that was uh that was always good advice from john and I mean, he's he's a smart guy. I mean, you don't compete when you're 54 years old unless you know what you're doing. That's why I love to hear from him because every time you, you have a conversation with him, you get something great. Like, I love when he was talking about injuries and not overtraining because me specifically, I, I go through that. Like, I've had to learn those lessons, and I'm only I'm only 38. So you, you go through the same thing, right, Noah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's difficult to deal with injuries and I definitely have to rest more nowadays and rely on the training I've had for so many years to you know get me through and it kind of keeps me at that level and I just need to stay at that level and one one thing that's awesome about John is I mean more than just being smart John Stewart is wise you know like he's a very wise and and he's a very wise young man right like he's he keeps himself young but he's wise and there's kind of three different types of smartness. You know, there's there's smart, which is, you know, just kind of how you use it. There's intelligence, which is just like your raw computing power. But then there's wisdom, which is kind of like has these emotional components. And, and he just has all three of those things. So he really is, you know, just such a, a great and inspiring guy. And I, I thought, it, I mean, he's got seven grandkids. That is, that's awesome. I mean... Yeah, he's a wise grandpa, so it's pretty cool. I thought it was interesting that the first year we saw him in Denver running the course, he said he didn't train at all specifically for Ninja Warrior and just relied on his raw skill. But then after that, he, he stepped up his training. That's, that's pretty good. He must have been 52 when he did that. So yeah. basically just running, climbing, being who he was. He was good enough to finish the obstacle course in Denver. It's like a testament to how athletic he naturally is. There's no doubt he's unbelievable. He's standing on the shoulder of giants. I mean, we have to mention Calvin, Calvin Antoine, who's his grandpa ninja. Remember Calvin? Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. the show, unfortunately, didn't invite him back. And, you know, sometimes they do that. But Calvin's just an amazing guy. He's super nice. He's always there, always supporting everybody. And just like John Stewart, he's one of the OG ninjas, right? I mean, he's super rad. And he's got a bunch of grandkids himself. And and when we talk about it, I'm not just saying it just to say like, oh man, he's so you know he's older and he's competing. He's inspiring. He's inspired me. I mean, that's the that's the truth. I mean, he, I mean, most of these guys on the show that do well, they're in their twenties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be at the level, I mean, to still be competing with twenty year olds. I mean, in your in your fifties, that's that I, I think what that shows is he's really smart about his training. And that's what he, I loved when he was talking about, like just making sure that when he, he spends his time training specifically. So 
he can't just go out there and just try really hard. I mean, he's smart. He's smart about it. And that's why I would love to train with John to see what exactly he's doing because you can't train every day. When you're younger, you can just go out there and try as hard as you can and just train everything and because you're just training all day. But when you're when you only have a limited amount of time because you can only break down so much your body before, you know, and then have to spend like three days recovering, you have to be very, very specific and you have to be very strategic in what you train and how you train. Totally. Yeah, totally. No, I, I agree. Absolutely. And you know, one of the other things that he said that was super awesome was you got to listen to your doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. No, I was like, I saw you taking down the notes. I was like, (laughs) No, but, you know, he said he never believed in getting old, right? He always thought of himself as young, whether he was 20 years old, wait till you get to 30, 30, wait till you get to 40, 40, wait till you, you know, and he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to be me. I'm just, he doesn't think of age as a limiting factor. And I think that's a common theme amongst ninjas, but he's just one of the guys who we all kind of aspire to be because it's like, how long can you keep this going, this this amazing, fantastic. Do you guys dream. ever think about like when the lifespan of an average person was like twenty-eight years old or something? Like if you oh, go yeah. back hundreds of years, caveman days, saber-toothed tigers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's interesting to think about like if if John was back then, you know what I mean? Like they would think that he's ancient, but yet he he's got the athletic ability of he'd be know. like a god or something in the kings. <laughs> he already is. <laughs> I mean, what's capable? I mean, if you take that scenario and just play it in the future, I mean, my 38, man, I'm young. Maybe we'll have like 200-year-olds doing doing things that are... Doing ninja. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no doubt John Stewart is an amazing guy. I can't wait to hear what he has to say next week. I mean, there's there's some really interesting topics, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So... You know, maybe let's reconvene next week. And what do you guys think? You want to do some tips? Yeah. Yeah, let's do some some tips. Yeah. I'll start off. Okay, guys, this week I wanted to talk about laches. Now, I'm not an expert at laches. And I've watched guys do laches. My jaw drops and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is amazing. I want to be able to do that. And usually when I'm watching Drew Dreschel, that happens. He is an expert. And there's a lot of guys at the the Apex Movement Gym I go to that are super efficient and, and they're really good at them. I recommend watching those guys and learning the little subtleties that they do that make them so good. For instance, when they release, a lot of times I've seen beginners, they'll release with two hands at once. When the proper technique is actually leading with an arm, turning your hips to the side and pushing off with one of the hands. That way you can spot your landing. But there's little technique things like that that a person who's never like trained laches before doesn't know usually. So go watch some guys that are really good at it. Get on YouTube. It's really hard to explain on the on the podcast here how to do it. But you know, get efficient and get it good get good at doing laches. It's super important technique to have. I'll see you guys next week. Okay, Brian, just wanted to add for all the listeners out there who don't know, a lache is when you're swinging on a bar or whatever, and you swing back and forth, and then you throw your body just with your arms, your feet off the ground, and you catch something else, like another bar. So just wanted to add that in there.
I think a good tip for managing stress is to not be afraid to talk to people about being stressed. I think it's good to be able to assess the situation on your own and kind of go through and figure out what you're stressed about. And if you can't make yourself less stressed by assessing it on your own, talk to somebody else about it because a lot of times other people will have really good insight because they're an outsider looking in on the situation so they can give you an honest opinion about what's going on and kind of help you work through it. So I think it's really important to have some people in your life that you trust and you can talk to and you can talk to them about what you're feeling. Okay, Ninja Doc here. Today's tip is about stretching. Stretching is a key part of any warm-up, but really you shouldn't be aggressively stretching because you wouldn't really stretch a cold rubber band. You know, you need to kind of warm up just to stretch. So a lot of times, a little bit of cardio, 5-10 minutes, is a great way to get the blood flowing before you stretch. Stretching doesn't need to be too crazy before a workout. You should slowly try all the elements that you plan on doing in the workout with less weight and less intensity. And that's a great way to get the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments warmed up so that you can avoid injury. The other thing is you're going to get the most gains in flexibility after a workout. So really, if you want to gain that center splits, if you want to get that flexibility, that shoulder mobility that the Wolfpack has, you really need to start working on that stuff after your workouts. That's when you're going to be able to really, really improve. Now, there are specific stretches that are great. There's a million of them on YouTube. I'll let you try and find them out. Get creative. Do different stretches. Hold positions. You do not want to hold into pain. You don't want to be in a lot of pain when you're stretching. That is too much. But a lot of times, time is is the key element. So what I'll do sometimes is I'll sit down, I'll watch an American Ninja Warrior episode or something, and I'll just make sure that everything is stretched out. And I'll hold positions for like a minute or two minutes. And I'll do this all generally while I'm trying to sit in center splits. And so it's important to keep flexible. It'll keep injuries away, and it'll make you a better, more well-rounded athlete. And it's a huge component to strength go ahead and get more flexible. It's worth it. When I start to train a lot more, I definitely fe- I definitely change the way I eat. It's I start to notice how the way I feel and the way that my training goes. If I don't eat a certain way, if I'm eating too much sugar or I have too much bread or carbs, I'll definitely feel heavier during my workouts and won't feel as snappy or light. So I definitely like to change more greens, more chicken, less breads, less sugar, no alcohol. So those things definitely make me feel heavy. And so I just like to feel a certain way when I'm working out. So yeah, I definitely change the way I eat and drink when I'm training more. Okay, great tips, Wolves. I think that will give our listeners a lot of homework, a lot of good things to think about when they're trying to improve every aspect of their athleticism and of their life. So Get to it, listeners. Now, I just wanted to reiterate, we are doing our Kickstarter on August 15th. We're going to bring these amazing obstacle courses with truss, with all these ninja elements. It's going to be amazing. We want to do this at cities all around the country and bring out kids and teach them about good health and give the tips that you've been hearing on the show. Please, 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 if you are a supporter of this show, if you like what the Wolfpack is trying to do, please consider supporting our Kickstarter. We have incredible rewards, so you're going to be getting something great in return. There's, you got to check out the Kickstarter page, so on August 15th. And then if you support our Thunderclap, you can help let all your friends know, 
and we'll just have a thousand thousand kids all over the country enjoying amazing obstacles with the Wolfpack Ninjas, with a bunch of the other professionals from the TV show American Ninja Warrior. We've got a ton of ninjas who are excited to be a part of this great movement. So go ahead, do your part. Please join the pack. Please support us. It would mean the world to us. And definitely join our Thunderclap. Go to thunderclap.it and search for Wolfpack Ninja Tour. And go ahead and press support and support with Facebook and Twitter. It only takes about 20 seconds. It's safe, it's secure, and it's very easy. Now let's take a quick word from our buddies over at Ninja From Scratch. These guys have put together incredible educational videos that your kids, that everybody are going to want to see. And go visit our show notes, and we'll tell you how to join their email list for specials, for updates. They've got a great video series. And if you ever wanted to learn how to do American Ninja Warrior obstacles, this is what you need to see. It's awesome stuff. Check it out. I'm your instructor, Justin Schaefer competitor on NBC's hit show, American Ninja Warrior Season 4. I am honored to have the opportunity to take you through our course, Ninja Warrior From Scratch, designed to help you master obstacles at an unprecedented rate. Whether you're training for an obstacle course race, trying out for the television show, or simply just looking for a fun outlet, we'll get you there with our foolproof drills overlooked tips and tricks, and highlight some common mistakes via slow motion breakdowns and filmed in multiple angles, and so much more. We cannot wait to show you everything we have inside. Ninja Warrior from scratch. All right, well, once again, for the Wolfpack, I am the Ninja Doc, Noah Kaufman. We are training, we're getting ready. We've got Team Ninja Warrior coming up. We're filming it. Megan and Brian and myself are team captains and uh, Ian's on on Megan's team, so it's going to be really incredible. All our friends are involved. Dan Yeager's going to be on Ian's team as well. Jake Murray and Jen Tavernier are going to be on Brian's team, and my team, of course, is Matt Wilder and Asya Gretzka, and we are the Think Tank, so it's going to be really fun to see all the teams come back. It's going to be great to hang out with the ninjas. Also, if you are interested in hearing who our guests are coming up, check this out. On the same day Last week, I interviewed Akbar Bajabiamila, who's amazing, amazing guy. I interviewed Drew Dreschel, and I interviewed Lance Pekas, the cowboy ninja. He's amazing as well. So we got these and others coming up. We've got some really incredible shows. Looking forward to it. Please join us next time on the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Mr. Noah. <clears throat> hey, dude, here, right here. I'll throw on my camera. Yeah, you sound good, dude. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you look good. You, you look good. You look you look young and strong. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's hear. Let's see if this works. I just see a man with a golden suit. Ah. <laughs>
you do for work? I, I don't even know. Are you a carpenter or something? Or um, I'm a construction manager slash superintendent slash office manager. So I do a little bit of everything because we it's, we just have a small office down here in southern Utah. So I kind of run it and then just help out wherever they need me, you know? That's sick, dude. Uh, how, are you working like full time or? Yeah, full time, yeah. but not too many hours. We're <laughs> not, I'm not super. Last year I was, we were super buried. You know, I was working 12s every day, but this year it's, it's been a little better. It's heinous. Yeah. We had a couple people, <clears throat> um, leave our group. So we are, we're short staffed. So it actually works out that I didn't get chosen to run this year because dude, I don't know what I would have done. I wouldn't have been able to train very much. I'm working extra shifts in the ER. It's yeah. just, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it was a bummer for sure, but you know, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, every year you, you, they don't tell you anything. You wait and you wait and you wait and, and finally they let you know. Well, yeah. And then it's like, thank goodness. <laughs>